Good morning. <laughs> you know, it sounds so simple because as we grow up, we are in some kind of um, relationship with different human beings. You know, that's how life grows. But it is one of the most difficult aspects of human life because human beings are the most complex creations. And uh, that would not be such a big problem except that then we are not only the most complex creations, but we are incomplete. So we are also in a mode of transition. So that makes human relationships <laughs> the most difficult subjects. In fact, it's easy to, uh, you know, relate with God, find God, love God, but much more difficult to love human beings. Uh, inherently, there are some problems with it. And uh, what makes it worse is that <laughs> nobody teaches us. You know, we have to figure it out all by ourselves through imprints. We, I mean, it develops like whatever our role models, the parents and other people whom we see, that becomes an imprint for carrying it further. But um, since um, no human relationship as far as I'm aware of with vast experience, uh, both of life also sitting on this side of the table as a you know counselor, psychiatrist. Um, there is no single human relationship which I can really say is really uh, what people want to call it as a you know perfect or whatever it is. So I think one of the errors that we make about not only relationships but everything in life, people often want a perfect job, perfect career, and a perfect relationship is that uh, we, um, we, we believe that there are things which are perfect and we just have to enter that uh, mythical heaven and life will be beautiful. Uh, old time movies used to have that, that people uh, loved each other, then they got married. Uh, conveniently, they didn't show what happens thereafter, you know. Because uh, <laughs> the real story starts <laughs> after that. But uh, the important point is that everything in life is evolving. So first thing we must understand is that life is a field of evolution and progress. And in every sphere, including relationship, there is nothing like a ready-made perfect world, a ready-made perfect person, ready-made perfect marriage, ready-made perfect child, least of all, <laughs> ready-made perfect parents, ready-made, you know, it doesn't exist. So, but the good news is that, uh, well, it doesn't exist, but we can work towards it and we can make it as close as possible within human limits, perfect and beyond the human limits, we can make it really something divine. So this is the good news. And I would say the better news is that um, this is the good news, the possibility. And the better news is that we have to work towards it. Many people, you know, are uh, uh, not uh, very happy about this idea that it's an evolutionary world and we have to work. Uh, I wish God had made it like, you know, heaven, everything is ready-made and fixed. Uh, it's a, it would be a very boring world. And I can give you that example that, uh, you know, why evolutionary progression is important. So there was this um, sage whose uh, daughter wanted to marry the most perfect human being, most perfect. No, it was not the daughter. But uh, he, with his mantric power, had turned a rat into a daughter. Mice, by his mantric power, changed into a human being. And when she grew up, she, she had come of age, so he said that, you know, I want to get you married to somebody. And she said, well, 
yeah uh, you are a sage get me married to the best person in the world he said very simple you tell me name it and i'll get so god of fire and it's too hot intense god of wind he is too swift he doesn't hold by my side he rushes before i can catch up with him so god of water he is all the time pouring on everybody so where am i so god of fire too intense it burns me hurts me i want him to stay away but the fellow doesn't go away and it's too much scorching for me god of earth he just remains here he doesn't you know move anywhere so ultimately god of sky too was too many people in his life so ultimately you know after god he comes to human beings the warrior this that he is unhappy okay i'll try some some other thing so he says um what is greater than the sun god the highest so he says mountain can block the sight of the sun uh, okay mountain so will you marry a mountain the being of the mountain he says no mountain also is too too strong to uh, i am bit appalled by the mountain so is there something stronger than the mountain somebody so he says yes uh, rats can dig a hole in the mountains so she says there it is that's what i want to marry <laughs> so so you know the the sage is so frustrated that at the end of the whole thing he tells the uh, his daughter mushika bhava you know become the mice that you the consciousness is same so one of the big challenges of human life is that we all look like look alike in some way or the other and we are all this idea gets reinforced of look alike so we are all one we are all same and everybody khun ek hota hai etc etc but there is a vast range of difference in human beings you know this is something very so uh, while in other species you have the just within the species you find your match and you don't go out of the species but in human beings whether we like it or not because of this evolutionary tendencies there are already many subspecies or layers of humanity which all have the same form one day the form will change but there is a whole evolutionary uh, type of types of humanity and uh, while we are consulting the almanac and you know the the right match etc but the big problem is that the different uh, human beings exist within the same skin and um, we go by very external things like how the person looks and you know what is the outer achievement but that's the worst way to really um, uh, you know Uh, go together i am sounding much like a match making fellow so let me just come to the real subject of relationship <laughs> relationship is not only about match making and human beings have a responsibility not only of having a relationship which typically means a man and a woman well um, we are relating with the whole world of you know creation including the gods the titans the animals the earth and plants but for purposes of uh, Uh, that will be too vast a subject so i am zeroing it on to a, a human relationship and particularly there is a something called as somebody has remarked that is there are man and a woman two different species well uh, that's one way to look at it but there are two different modes of working of the same once we understand this life becomes a lot more easier because um, a, a man typically relates with the mind and you know he lives in a world of ideas whereas a woman typically relates with the heart the feminine it's not about man and a woman uh, typically with the heart the intuition in the heart and she connects things of the earth to the sky so um, in the ancient scriptures it was regarded as earth and the heaven so it's not that earth is inferior that's not the way to look at it but by nature women uh, feminine let me put it like that can bind things together uh, 
whereas the masculine elements tends to live in a world which is more ideative not rooted right here upon earth so uh, this creates a little difficulty because the way the two approach life is very very different uh, this is one part which we have to understand second once we understand that it's a world which is a world in transition so at this point of time till we have found the right ground our relationships will share the imperfections of the life that we lead so we cannot have a perfect world if our consciousness is imperfect so ideally speaking relationship should be rooted in the divine the truth the absolute or uh, the soul at least the soul within us but then well that's a far cry there is a journey towards that does it mean that till then we don't uh, have any relationship and get into a search for the divine well if somebody has a calling for that one can go like that but that takes you away from the world so we have to be in the world but always remember that ultimately our um, task here is not to find an ideal partner and mate that all that will happen we are, our task here is to find the right basis the ground of consciousness through which we can connect with this world so as long as our we are on shifting grounds we are all the time on shifting grounds we don't realize it and that's why things change they evolve um so let's first study this ground on which relationships are formed uh, to understand things in uh, things a little better so there is um, there are three three kinds of grounds or three kinds of energies that operate in nature um uh, we know that uh, satvik rajasik and tamasik and all relationships have a different shades and hue of that so what is a tamasik relationship tamasik relationship is to people just live together and together and together and together and forever but they are like two different people in their own worlds its typical example is the old time couple they would uh, once they are bound before whatever the fire or the legal court they will never separate because you know they get habituated it's like habit living out of habit and um, though there is nothing which uh, they share in common but it's a kind of arrangement tamasic relationship many of the relationship which are based on physical birth antecedents they last because of this reason and that's why one of the things that in ancient times there used to be it's not a very it has its plus and minus uh, more minuses than pluses was to get people married in the same whatever caste language custom because just because of that you remain rooted it doesn't matter simply because of that uh, commonality or a common ground and relationships tend to get rooted but it's counter evolutionary because evolution is when you face the challenge of variations and differentiations uh, it's like uh, you know to give an example from the animal world uh, a pedigree which is well bred uh, only by the pedigree is all right in terms of its capacities but it's not as smart as a street dog because you know street dog has grown up um through the various challenges of life through the various crosses and coming together so they have the kind of intelligence which is very good in terms of evolutionary process so uh, tamasic relationships are like that you know uh, they have a fixed routine fixed habit uh, i don't want to describe it but typical setting is that when people meet together they have a stock same ideas to discuss most of the time tamasic people discuss what happened today morning and um, generally in this small little circuit 
larger things don't interest them you know afghanistan and iran is not their problem unless it's happening right in their mohalla so it's a kind of a small little consciousness which is happy with food so the typical discussion will be when we get up in the morning what are we going to have today for lunch and uh, it's surprising you know it's so true but and then at lunch time it will be what we are going to have for dinner so uh, then the second type of relationship which we find more common today because society is in a great flux and new things are going to come up so that's very rajogun is very active today which is uh, a good sign because tamasic relationships don't have much of an evolutionary possibility within them so uh, rajasic relationship are based on mutual give and take so uh, in that there are primarily two kinds uh, one is a giver and the other person uh, is one who returns he takes and returns so they are based on give and take on uh, mutual interchange and these relationships can uh, last because each one feeds they can they will last if each one feeds their each other's ego and the vital self which means the secret of these relationship is please send beautiful good morning messages full of you know nice smileys hearts and uh, hugs and all those things and uh, if but if it is only one sided it doesn't work much because you know rajas tends to fade fade away after that so it has to be both sides so then the relationship tends to last you know it needs lot of compliments from one person to another oh you're so good and the other person also says so whether they are true or not but because you know the world of falsehood is like that so what people believe <laughs> like to believe it is true it feeds each other's ego so as long as the ego is fed and the desired self is fed it works very well but uh, nobody can keep feeding the other person's ego and desire so after a while these relationships and tend to enter into a mode where as shubindu says they uh, come together to separate and when they are separate then they want to come together so it's that's how the rajas operates like playing a game of ping pong and they can continue like that almost uh, again ad infinitum because um, and in between many things can happen the one of the problem with rajas is uh, tamas doesn't want a change tamas is much more happy with status quo so such relationships which are based on tamas people can continue in the same mode for a long time and it will look very nice but actually there is no evolution in that but in rajas people tend to look for a change and this change can go on to you know people um, uh, entering into other kinds of relationships temporarily coming back having uh, you know various kinds of affairs and this that and various uh, things happen in rajas because rajas is always looking for something new but unfortunately it's new is not the newest new it's new is the fashionable new so it likes to change only according to what is fashionable so it tends to enter into this world come back go come back so that's how the rajasic relationships go if they can sustain a certain period all relationships will enter into this uh, rajasic mode in today's world you know uh, what i call as the vital um, zone and if one can go through that phase of turbulence it's a very turbulent period especially when people are young that's why it's not very recommended that when you are very young get into a relationship i mean you can get into a relationship but don't get into marriage so this idea of you know um waiting for some time because it's a uh, in youth the rajas is very very active so if you allow time go through certain 
experiences of life then you are much better equipped as simple as that rajas learns like that so that's how relationship proceeds there is in it thrill and joy but at the same time also there are in its many limitations it's not a stable ground then there are sattvic relationships which is the kind we hear in ancient times where two people took a vow and they maintained that vow now it's very rare because nowadays people do take vows it's very good it looks nice to take vows but people don't have the inner self discipline and the strength to keep to the vow but that used to be a wonderful way of two people living together uh, not because of any other reason but because they have taken a vow of togetherness so many of the customs were built around like that but all these are very inadequate and imperfect because um, uh, ultimately what we are looking for in a relationship if we want to put it uh, very squarely is a kind of miniature divinity we are looking for somebody who perfectly understands who is very caring very affectionate very loving who can protect who is strong who is intellectual and you know uh, who is spiritual and equally in uh, in the other partner so it's like saying that we are looking for a divine but in flesh and blood so it's a very big uh, tall cry for any human being so please don't put such conditions and demands on your partner because he or she will break down because it's not uh, easy to fulfill the demands <laughs> we are all in that transitional zone and what we can do and that's what we should do is till we have found something more beautiful that we should at least have a common goal this should be the basis of a relationship and then we should be willing to help each other move towards that goal and in times as today there should be a great amount of freedom and uh, plasticity in a relationship the the reason is that right now the evolutionary energy is at its peak and if we don't allow that freedom and flexibility or plasticity relationships won't work in today's times they won't work because the evolutionary urge has come and we should also be uh, clear about it that uh, there is nothing like you know we love things to be forever is something wonderful but this forever is something we can say only on one ground the ground of the soul i'm not saying don't say forever say forever try for the forever is something wonderful uh, but uh, we must know that when two people start a journey they have met somewhere and they have started a journey one if they don't have the same destination it's very likely that uh, sooner or later things will begin to uh, inwardly begin to break up and uh, another aspect is that even if they have the same destination if one of them evolves i have seen this very commonly that you know when people let's say in the young age uh, 20s when they are not aware of something else which is going to come their way they come together and they really love each other they get married and then one of the person suddenly for because of the evolutionary uh, urge within the person evolves evolves means takes to another leap into another dimension usually the spiritual or a deeper uh, you know uh, motive and then there is a dislocation because if one person moves ahead at at a pace which the other person cannot catch up it can create a dislocation the only way to take care of this dislocation is that if the other person uh, who is moving ahead waits holds the hand and takes together whoever whether it's a man or a woman doesn't matter but that's very difficult in human consciousness so usually it creates a dislocation also it requires a certain degree of receptivity on the other person but if two people can have the same goal that's a minimum required to really have a truly a lasting relationship it's not that two people don't have a same goal cannot have a beautiful relationship they can but then they have to bring in a power 
which is normally not available in human nature in its fullness and that is the power of love so either there should be a common goal towards which the two are moving and of course the love is interwoven in everything or else there should be such a power of love that love itself is like almost like uh, the most sacred thing for a human being in that case yes even if goals are very different even if you know uh, as our many of the scriptures say some of the scriptures certain relationships where a man was uh, asuric and the lady was devic kind of a lady who was very you know celestial in her nature yet they stayed together and love was there between them simply because uh, the power of love in its origin can bind darkness to the highest light but that's not common so till then it's very good to use every opportunity uses a way of saying not in the way that we take advantage but yes whatever life offers to us use it to increase the energy and consciousness within us and in relationship it's the energy of love relationship is basically uh, consciously recognizing the element of love if love is not there and uh, people relate together because of various outer reasons uh, looks career money then obviously it's not really um anything based on true it's based on very superficiality and uh, very often such people um lead a very double life um, which is not not something beautiful it's more like an asuric kind of relationship in which they enter but uh, love is a bare minimum relationship is about love so in a relationship we get get the opportunity to practice yoga in a way that we can harness this power of love how uh, if we are uh, fortunate and both people are uh, wonderful together then uh, it's good but if we are more fortunate and both people are not together uh, at same page then it is even better in a way because we can harness the energy of love we can bring out the true truth of love true truth of love is to love when uh, you know the person whom you love gives nothing in return but uh, that's you know going towards the higher forms of relationship so the lower forms of relationships are based on the ego and desire self even the sattvic relationship is based on that but higher forms of relationships are based on evolutionary impulsion and um, their core is different it's no more based on the ego and the desire self it's based on the psychic being the soul within and its need to evolve so in a higher form of relationship a person continues to love even if there is no return so what does the person gain one grows in energy you see it's a principle of life that when we are faced with opposition it's very interesting when we are faced with opposition then that which we are trying to seek that energy can increase tremendously that's why in this world there is opposition and we often regard it as uh, you know unfortunate why has god planned this world like this but any energy you can take it energy of knowledge you are faced with an opposition you can't understand something which you are trying to understand many people will give up they do this for example with um, shobindu's writings so they say it's too difficult they give up and they go on to something which is easy but if they continue to read because they are the mind is not able to understand by the very fact that there is an effort involved suddenly the the consciousness within the mind grows so that's how any anything which seems um, like a difficulty if we take it as a challenge of life then that power will go grow within us that's why there is so much 
you know sometimes uh, these challenges or oppositions in the world so same thing applies to relationship if we really want our relationships to um to really be something beautiful uh, at least it should be rooted in something deep within our soul so till we have found that the focus should be that the focus of any relationship should be that and uh, it's very very difficult next to impossible that both persons will have the same focus if you have it then you're very very fortunate but that was the principle behind uh, the central fire and taking the seven chakra around it the purpose was mother says it so beautifully she says uh, marriage is um, or you know now we don't use the word marriage because marriage is a dated institution because it became an institution it has become dated but two people coming together and walking the journey of life it's one of the most fascinating events that can ever take place without a doubt about it but at the same time if because in this um, kind of relationship there is a there is a cry for union at every level in no other relationship all other relationship are that way not so demanding but here the demand on both is a cry for union but a union at every level so there are people who are seeking only physical union or a vital union so that's more like an asuric uh, you know relationship uh, whereas there are people who are hard living heart upward there is a kind of humanity which is living inferior humanity which is living in passions and the physical and when they come together it's a union which is purely for pleasure and it doesn't last long and uh, true humanity a higher humanity begins to live in the heart in emotions and then in the mind and then in uh, the spiritual consciousness so here there is a seeking of union more within than outside this is a hallmark a difference that there is a much more need to be understood and understand each other to feel love for each other and physically is just the uh, one part of it it has its own role in in an embodied humanity so meaning thereby that we can either start from the physical and try to reach to the spiritual it's very very difficult because it's like when we start with the physical very soon the vital uh, which is involved in it tends to get you know um either bored or because of vital nature it tends to turn somewhere else i i'm saying certain very uncomfortable truths but uh, you know we can't close our eyes to this fact that any relationship based on vital and physical by its very nature the vital in man will turn elsewhere Uh, because that's how it is but still people uh, that people understood this so they created various means one of them was to have a social order it was like society's pressure religious pressure but in today's time because that is broken down and you know there's a lot more freedom so relationship based on vital and physical are bound to invariably go through all these uh, kinds of problems and issues uh, the other is the heart and upward there there is a much greater chance so the other way of relationship is turn from within outward that means at least start with the heart emotional heart there also if it is not based on just the form and appearance but something deep within like a formless essence there is a real feeling of love in the core of the heart then that is something very beautiful if one can have that so then there is intellectual companionship what is called as a platonic relationship but that relationship gives a joy if you live in the mind it's not it does not encompass the totality ideal is where the spiritual psychic intellectual emotional vital physical sensational all these life 
uh, all these different aspects come together in a beautiful and harmonious union. Whether it's possible, well, one day it is bound to be possible because uh, this is part of the original plan. There is another aspect of relationship that in this world everything is in disorder including human beings coming together. So, uh, while two people in ignorance start their journey together, but we don't know what is God's plan. So, later on, if in one person the evolutionary impulsion begins to act, so it's quite likely that the two are going to move away simply because that was never the original intended plan. Now, when it happens with job and career, it's one thing. But when it happens with human beings, it's very painful. But it does happen. It happens simply because the original will is something else. You know, Sri Ramakrishna put it very interestingly. He said, God laughs when a physician says that I am going to cure this person, whereas God has decided to take uh, him away. And he also laughs when two people take a vow that we will stay together forever, whereas God has already decided that they would separate. So, you know, this is um, a kind of will which operates. And you see in the life of people who have been even deeply spiritual because suddenly, and uh, it's very painful because as human beings, um, you know, as I said, one of the greatest joy that can exist in this kind of a union because this kind of a union between two human beings is what comes closest to um, the joy that one experiences in uh, merger with the divine. Shubindu speaks of that in Savitri. That as uh, when a you know, soul is merging uh, into the infinite, that is the kind of, ex- at human level, it comes closest. It's not the same thing. But it comes closest. So, uh, human beings seek it very instinctively. The joy of love, the joy of intense union, complete union in love. And when that doesn't take place, it's it's tremendously painful. Also because of the ego and hurt and all this is involved. So, what we should do when that happens? Well, we should use, understand, get the lesson, move on, move forward. Understand that this is life, it's nature. Not get disappointed nor rush into another. So, both, you know, there is a group of people who say, oh, life is all about it, it's all uh, useless and, you know, they become bairagis till they find another person. So, that kind of bairagi <laughs> or, or they enter into a monastery and close themselves. Well, in life, it's good not to make such kind of impossible things about the future. Say that, give me time to understand what goes wrong. So, it's like a learning process. And uh, second is to understand that, well, it's not that somebody else is responsible for what's happening in my life. Very often, we lose that opportunity by blaming, complaining. That's very easy. Uh, Or we take another posture, forgiving. Forgiving is also the same thing. I blame you, but I forgive you. But to understand that... um, What is it that I need to grow up? I don't like to use the word learn, but something like what is the wisdom within it? So then when we look at it like that, um, then things are better. And then there should be a time when there is a breakup because it's a common problem nowadays. uh, At least um, I experience. I experience means not I experience. (laughs) But sitting on this side of the table, well, you experience 
because nowadays it's very common i remember as a child when i heard about divorces it was like a shock people my parents can get di- separated even my parents can get separated at some point of time it was like a shock but today it's like oh they have stayed together all your all their life is so wonderful is such a rare specimen so the reason is because times are changing and you know we uh, as the evolutionary pressure is growing and uh, so everything is we are like in that tambola you know so all the things are shifting very fast all the um, points that came together because of a tremendous churning are shifting very fast uh, during this corona period i have seen especially too many changes including relationship because this is very very fast track fast forward movement who can keep pace who can hold hand together which hearts can stay together all this is happening so we must know how to deal with it and um, the only way to deal with it is to understand that life is a constant movement forward it doesn't begin with uh, a relationship of you know a perfect kind nor does it end with one so often i ask people the same thing when you know that uh, when you were a child were you not happy yes i was happy so this person came into your life you became happy now when the person goes away can you get back to that child like state so this is uh, you know uh, we need to understand that we have learned to start getting happiness from somebody and therefore we are unhappy the reason is that uh, those uh, there is a relationship where we become dependent on the other person and that relationship invariably leads to unhappiness at some point of time because nobody can have an inexhaustible store to give so instead of that we should change ourselves consciously into a giver so a giver is never unhappy see a giver is the one who is giving so if something is taken away from the person it's like you you are you are giving so uh, you are always a free person a giver is always a free person and somebody who wants and wants and wants is always an unhappy person because you are dependent on someone so for a giver the problem is that where will he get his resources from and to get his resources from he must have open he or she must open to the infinite to the divine within so in today's times the best case scenario till we really cross over this period of uh, intense evolution is uh, for our personal needs requirements or whatever we may say of love uh, open to the divine love and through bhakti through adoration uh, and receive from the divine don't expect from any human being people often say no expectation but that's an impossibility somewhere you have to receive what is expectation you want to receive something so you have to receive from somewhere otherwise uh, there are people who don't uh, have this kind i don't expect from anyone who stays single and they become very dry they become very hard uh, that's not what we want in life love is the very fabric of existence we want love love is the core of creation it's beauty it's ananda but where do we receive it from so we receive our uh, this love from the divine that's why the dictum is that till you have found the divine everything else is a proviso don't regard it with a finality and when you have found the divine then let him decide what will come in your life stay in your life go away from your life in any case you are receiving from the divine so when you turn to a human being or animals or plants you are giving and you are receiving inexhaustible source from the divine so that is the best case scenario which is possible in today's times to turn to divine receive everything from the divine and give it to all who are around
this can be one of the most beautiful possibilities today if one can reach a point where there are often people ask me that what about the soul mate so all that i say is find the soul the mate will come if it is destined <laughs> don't put the cart before the horse there will be many mates whom you will think are soul mates but they are only for a while you know <laughs> multiple soul mates so this touches upon another problem that you know in today's times unlike previous time there is this new idea of multiple relationships this is something new and uh, what does it really imply so what it implies is that core will be one there will be a, at at the core somebody with whom you are meant to be like a literally a, a made in heaven type so not made in heaven suffered on earth but made in heaven replicated on earth that's what is you know uh, every um, time in india marriages are after shiv ji's vivah that like the ideal couple shiva and parvati though they also quarrel at times <laughs> but they stayed together because they are focused on one one action together they create the dance of creation you know the masculine and the feminine element perfectly tuned to each other but uh, so that's that's where one should understand that um, if one can find the soul and there is somebody with whom one can be at the core then all around there will be things like concentric circles so multiple relation can be understood in a wrong way that well i can just be around with uh, this and that and uh, different people together at the same level like multiple vital partners that's not what it means that's the asuric way of understanding multiplicity but the devic way is that at the core there will be one maybe nobody knows about it maybe there is none yet but core will be one uh, which is the partner with whom shobindra says in savitri hand in hand face the question life so that's the core now around the core there will be concentric circles so there are people who are near all around close at different levels here you know we can understand it Uh, because there are different aspects of ourselves so all relation each relationship is like a mirror the more complex we are and according to indian thought there are some 365 aspects of our personality so um, each one represents some aspect of our personality and sometimes we have very contradictory elements like for instance a person may have very simple uh, aspect of the personality another aspect may be extremely complex intellectually you know there are people who are very simple child like at heart but extremely complex their mind can operate then there are people who can be very ascetic in one part of their being but at the same time they have this so shiva and krishna together the more complex we become so it's very difficult to have so there are different people so they will find somebody who is very simple and with whom they are extremely uh, if we may if i may use a modern term gelling at one level whereas there are others with whom they gel at a very different level but they are not the core core will be one if you have not found one keep it empty let the chamber wait so rather than <laughs> so and then you will have the whole world that's why till one has found that and even after we have found that the best relation that we can have in today's times is friendship so friendship is a wonderful word sometimes it can conjure all kinds of things i am not speaking of that but genuine healthy friendship so what's friendship about each friend is some aspect or the other of ourselves we can make this study and we'll find it that friend is some aspect and you know, there are people with whom we love to discuss films uh, there are others which with whom we love to discuss you know 
very abstract ideas there are still others with whom we can discuss political events uh, there are still others with whom we can discuss you know very personal issues of life so the more complex we become the more this many sidedness tends to come up adding to the problem of today's time because uh, as humanity climbs up the ladder it is bound to become more and more complex it will gather many elements of creation and they will all begin to manifest and each will relate with something or the other or someone or the other so we have to accept this that though there will be a person at the core there will be many friends this is how one has to accept it and um, we see this happening already today um, it's 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 the way forward and um, uh, so lot of trust will be required in a relationship because the moment you bring in the element of friends especially we are still living in that you know a lady having friends how what kind of friend how can you be friends with a man but that's how it is that life is unfolding itself with uh, many many aspects having many many persons coming together but core will be one then there'll be people who are very far so i can take it like that there are people who are uh, close to your inner core uh, for instance when we take to a spiritual life whether it be uh, let's say uh, buddhism or it's not about religion it's about a path uh, so there will be people who will be with whom you can be your deepest self with whom you feel connected at a level which is nothing to do with any externalities everybody experiences that then there are others whom you meet and you can discuss very interesting things uh, then there are others with whom you just have a work like colleagues you you are working together so in this way there will be expanding concentric circles with one at the core so we must find that but that is only possible if we have found a core what is the sign that somebody is really at the core the person will have the same aspiration the core is always the same and but that aspiration in one person takes one route in the other person that's how they are complementaries same aspiration if you now aspiration of course not ambition but deep inside so even on a same spiritual path the aspiration may be different so very often people say okay okay we'll marry somebody who is on the same path from the same fold it doesn't work like that because even on the same path aspiration may be very different so it's that aspiration which marks a person that core faith core aspiration and we should feel it within ourselves and feel it in another person if at all but please don't look for it the, the worst kind of thing most dangerous in life is to look for a soulmate and uh, look for the soul <laughs> and a friend that's wonderful and if you are destined to be together life will offer that take it be sincere try to make it beautiful increase the energy of love go as far as it takes us if it takes us very far wonderful if it doesn't take us very far understand that it's not because of that person or this person it's because such is the nature of life as of today and we should not lose hope but always understand that things can become better let's let's make it better at least within us we can make things better so that's the way forward for humanity as of today man is still not complete and there's something waiting beyond man so we are all beings of transition and if we are beings of transition then whatever we find in life including a person will also be a person in transition just remember that life will be beautiful otherwise lot of pain and suffering awaits us um a perfect 
to close it the a perfect love person who can love a human being perfectly is only possible when a person has loved god and received his love it's impossible literally impossible because we don't know what is love as shelley has put it so beautifully one word most profaned we don't know what is love we use the word love and the basis of relationship is love we don't know what is love and till we have tasted that love found that love received the touch of that love we really cannot love because we use words like unconditional love but in savitri there is a line one who can love without return for love only the divine can do so and those who have grown into the likeness of the divine through loving the divine any questions so i do have a question but before that i wanted to share that while i was listening to you i ended up drawing two pictures like coloring and uh, yeah so the one is concentric hearts and uh, the center i ended up making it um, different color like a more of a orangeish and yellowish color and then i expanded it into another image came from there uh, like the sun in my heart that's the name that came to me so it just opened up like that and uh, when i could listen to you i could almost relate with what you were talking about the core and uh, the aspirations and how they can also be different can you also give an example of it like you know uh, for me to understand it so you see examples now you know is there a perfect relationship as of now um, i won't uh, venture to say that there is any example which i can see because everything is in the making but what i can say the only example that comes to my mind ever is shurbindo's own life so on one side we have his you know he was married and his relationship with mirlani devi where we can see that uh, obviously she was very far from sharing his aspiration and yet we see the tremendous love and compassion with which he he poured his love on her so much so that uh, he wrote uh, at one of the places that where i have loved once i cease not from loving so that's one kind of relationship where the person is not able to follow uh, whereas the other person is climbing towards greater and greater heights yet the person does not abandon this is something very 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 beautiful for me personally it has been one of the most inspiring things about shervindo that he at no point abandoned his wife at no point people have this uh, misconception that he left his wife no he was on his trail but never abandoned she received so much so that as the story goes that even when she now this of course the mystic lore when she came back in her next life shurbindo gave her a very special uh, you know both faculty and a kind of treatment uh, and both mother and shurbindo knew that she is uh, you know was his wife in the previous you know as milani devi so that's something which personally i found very inspiring on the other hand this was not what is you know where there is a perfect uh, partner if one may say so now that's where we see shurbindo and the mother if we uh, read through the literature in 1912 there is a letter of shurbindo uh, mother has not yet come and met shurbindo uh, in 1912 there is a letter of shurbindo to uh, motilal roy and around the same time mother is speaking about what she plans to do for earth what is the agenda 
and there is such a commonality and similarity that one is surprised they are both pursuing the same path but in their own way and perfectly like you know we see shobindo moving through the mind upward and upward sil the mind becomes silence and going whereas the mother right from the heart if we read the mother's prayers and meditations and we read the life divine from shobindo we'll see both are arriving at the same point the same synthesis they are seeking but through very different routes and what a perfect relationship where you know she says that without him i exist not and without me he is unmanifest so that ideal relationship is the relationship of ishwara and shakti or purusha and prakriti whereas uh, what is the role of the purusha or the ishwara he brings uh, all the you know he is the conceptive the mind he throws like a seed you know at the physical level this is the symbol of the offspring the purusha casts the seeds into the womb of prakriti the prakriti takes those seeds and brings it out in in a form of manifold world so this is the ideal relation where at at the deepest level so we see that all the dreams of shirobindo the mother received them and then she created a whole world world beyond worlds starting with the ashram uh society oroville and all these places where she received those seeds and uh, they were sprout forth so that's what we see at the physical level happening in a ordinary life that the the man gives the seed and the lady conceives and then you know the offspring and everything else is her so this is how uh, but it is the the man is supposed to bring those seeds so that's where his tapasya is towards breaking barriers of thought ideas climb through the staircase of ideas and discover that which is hidden and the prakriti or the shakti though she also can break the barrier but it's a self chosen task where she receives it and then she sprouts it so it is very beautifully there in you know even shiva and uh, parvati's relationship where uh, both are capable of you know breaking the barrier but when they are playing the game of uh, dice which is actually the game of fate so um, the the understanding is that shiva will always know what is going to come because in the game of dice he is shiva so he knows so parvati says i can also know but i will uh, put a veil upon myself so i'll not know i'll play as if i will i don't know the future because i'll veil myself but uh, this makes the game very unbalanced so he says but the thing is the rules i will decide so it's very interesting that he knows the future and she doesn't know the future but she decides the rule and the purusha follows so um, that's what we see even in the ashram life that shurbindo at that in that sense was like a child whenever the mother got she took all the arrangements and shurbindo would not interfere with that so probably from there comes the word of grahasti and you know grahini because she arranges the entire household everything was in her hands but for her own self she depended fully on him all her love for the lord and given back to him and from his side everything was poured to the mother and from the mother it went into all the concentric circles so that's how i conceive that's the highest relationship um probably that's the line that humanity has to advance that's uh, what i can think of or i mean it has been my ideal so in in his life we see both of them on one side a married a married relationship which is um, obviously imperfect yet we see how sure bindu a person who is aspiring towards a spiritual life deals with it and the other side we see that you know um he has a person who is perfect 
meant to be you know the one together one in two as he said that we are one but in two bodies now that's the perfect kind of relationship um, one has to be a yogi or especially blessed or gifted by the grace to have even a little glimpse of that in our earthly life maybe people are there who have it i mean all of us glimpse so, such things in our most beautiful moments but because our human nature is still untransformed unlike mother and shobindo where there was a perfect adaptation whatever mother said shobindo never would contradict her if somebody came and told her that you know mother has said so shobindo's reply was oh is it that's the end of the story so you know but at the same time if somebody told that shobindo has said so mother would never contradict it was such a beautiful uh, perfect harmony where um, there was no scope of you know debate discussion the intellectual way because there was a perfect uh, union at the deepest planes and the highest planes and the nature was so transformed it was not at all there was no ego mode operating no desire mode what i have to get and um, what you will get so this is the perfect way if you know and man should stand back and i think that's the way the times are changing uh, more and more i see even in animal creation at the most uh, ordinary level if i see uh, what does the male do in most of the cases you will see that man male looks a little more beautiful and uh, the moment of the feminine of a species conceives all the rest is her job and today we see the similar thing which is happening that actually a woman runs everything though men are still working i don't know what they do with their money but you know the woman organizes she works she takes care of the home she takes care of the children and everything else she organizes like a super organization some women feel bad about it but i tell them that look you know when they say that i have to do everything i say yeah because you are more capable and the divine trusts you much more because uh, you know uh, they are excellent in shopping whether it's amazon or actual this thing and uh, they are excellent in house making i have all uh, you know respect my as a man i can tell you that one of the best ways to uh, treat uh, women is that each one is an aspect of shakti she is a devi so for every man i recommend please touch the feet and <laughs> and i mean it that treat her as devi Uh, even if she is in anger she is Laksh- uh, she is uh, kali or durga uh, don't get into a fight uh, if she is uh, benevolent uh, bene- you know with a beautiful smile she is lakshmi uh, treat her with respect regardless of anything this is one of the ways swami vivekananda said this is the highest tantra so for men it's a wonderful opportunity to treat women as devis so all this is within our own realm you see sri ramakrishna actually did that no that's another example of a, a close to perfect relationship sri ramakrishna was living in those realms and you know he would give talks but the entire mission was organized by sharda devi and uh, when they got married he put himself at her feet and literally said you want to be the mother of one child uh, few children or the mother of the world and she said mother of the worlds so this is perfect but still i mean uh, this is still confined to the spiritual domain but that is another relationship which comes close there have been instances like that in the history of mankind but the two that comes closest to me are uh, these yeah dogda uh, there is a question saying how does this framework explain the inequality in general 
in gender that we experience in society so it's closely related okay so this is a very good uh, very good question so the inequality in gender uh first thing i must say that this was world over so it's not only unique to india it was world over uh, look at the history when did women get their voting rights and uh, you know this whole idea of victorian morality and the kind of dresses if you see uh, this was world over and in indian context i can say why it came first of all it should not be there let me make it very clear but it came because in india at least there has been and in general in the world there has been an approach towards the divine as a masculine side you see entire vedanta is turned towards the purusha and though in india there has been at least the worship of the feminine in tantra yet in real life she has been neglected still it the whole society was framed towards the purusha side leaning towards that and men of course they have the physical the only thing in which men uh, i may say are uh, one up uh, than a woman though they are going to fast lose it now with the olympics and all that we can see that was the physical strength i'm sorry to say but in every other sphere you see look at matters of the heart intellect she was not given the opportunity but give a woman an opportunity and she excels and what is important is she brings beautifully the qualities of the head and the heart still the society at you know uh, men seize power you see what's happening in uh, uh, afghanistan now men seize power and then because of the physical brute strength so this brute strength which was there when we were still of the animal make it's a reminiscent of that life that you have the brute strength and you you know make them slaves but uh, barring this aspect uh, and times are changing now world over even in a place again i take the same event even in a place like afghanistan for the first time we hear that there are protests and even women are you know uh, taking up the challenge that no we don't accept this kind of slavery so uh, this is a sign that the shakti is awakening Uh, so this is the reason and it should not be there gender inequalities um uh, uh, of course contradicts all deeper spiritual truths at the same time gender equality does not mean the way the west understands it gender equality doesn't mean that well uh, men can smoke and drink so i also smoke and drink so you know men can go to pubs and you know uh can be in you know tight pants so i'll also wear tight pants i'm not saying it is right or wrong but i'm saying gender equality is not following the worst in the other person this is the worst of a human being whether a man does it or a woman does it it's the same thing so gender equality means that both have equal opportunities to bring out their best whether in the field of uh, work whether in the field of education whether in the spiritual field any field for that matter both must be equal in terms of opportunities and everything else to bring out their own strength so if a woman wants to study to take a common example she must be given all the opportunities not that you are a woman you have to be a homemaker so you can't that's gender inequality but gender equality doesn't mean that okay we both are cool people we you know uh, smoke ganja together now that's the asuric way of understanding equality uh, i often tell this that why you want to imitate the worst of a human being this is the worst in a man to you know live life like this like an animal a true equality is the equality be as the god so that's what i would suggest it's uh, and this inequality i must say because there is a lot of uh, uh, tendency to portray that uh, as if you know it was only in india it was all over the world just like what we call as a caste system existed all over the world in one form or the other in fact it still exists 
So uh, we must understand. Gen- look at the voting rights in America, in in England, in France. <laughs> look at the way what happened to Joan of Arc. People won't follow her leading because she is a man. She is a woman. In India, at least we, you know, people still listen to Jhansi Ki Rani, and we have example of KK, you know, going to the war. But Joan of Arc, she had to face the opposition because she is a woman, and she chopped off her ears because you know. Uh, her hair because people would not accept the leading from a woman so this was very unfortunate happening all over the world and as i said times are changing so let's celebrate this change of shifting toward gender equality it's happening on its own because of a new consciousness it's not happening because of activism it's happening because there is a shift of the balance of power all over the world because there is a new consciousness which is operating which is informing the hearts of men when a in a stronghold of taliban when women stand up and say that we want our rights is it activism or it is a greater power that is moving their hearts and making them speak so it is bound to happen and the sooner women and men both understand the better it is especially men because otherwise they will stand on the wrong side of history if men try to you know now suppress a woman and his urge to her urge to grow they are standing on the wrong side of history they are bound to lose uh, the game so that's how i would put it i mean no justification for inequality understanding yes also that it was a universal phenomena which is unfortunate but times are changing and we must celebrate that i'll give you a small interesting anecdote with regard to yeah just one small little anecdote with regard to this you know times are changing in 1928 there was a lady called jaya devi she came to meet shorbindo so you know very difficult to come that time a woman couldn't even travel if she was not married but somehow you know she managed to get money still there are very regressive elements of society and i am uh, saying that you know openly that Uh, it's time that people change but she had and and one of the things which i always advise women is please become economically self dependent it's very important in today's time that they become economically independent because if they are not then there is a problem so uh this lady came and uh, one day she tells shorbindo because she has to go back she says i want to ask a boon from you uh, so he says what she says please don't make me a woman in next life <laughs> and then she with a smile she says do you have any idea how much problem a woman has to face just to come and meet you what opposition and what challenges i had to face 1928 so shrivinda says don't worry the world is changing in such a way the world will change in such a way that not only you but all over the condition of women is bound to change so he had seen to it in that very time and that's why one of the actions of shirobindo to put the mother in the forefront and uh, you know she made uh, women do march past and everything and when for the first time in pondicherry uh, the the a boy and a girl from the ashram they were walking together there is a whole march past was going on and uh, i think it was light the and abhasing and they were holding the flag and doing the march past there were people who threw stones during the practice and when mother was informed about she she said completely ignore them and continue with it so she was breaking the molds of the past and opening the doors to the future among the many new things that shurbinda and the mother initiated one of them is this not only a woman gender equality but placing the woman where she should be right in the forefront of the human quest
But they said that there is a truth of the feminine and the masculine. So it's not like it is going to vanish, but it will become where what it should be like the gods, like Ishwara and Shakti, like Purusha and Prakriti. It will become like that. Yes. Yeah. Hi, sir. So, uh, yeah, it was a very uh, detailed talk. So my question around uh, talks around uh, the the romanticizing of love or relationship we have done as, as a generation so in our generation we have rom- romanticized the idea of love because psychologically from our childhood we are taught about shiva and shakti shakti rama and sita all our movies everything is there so i my question is regarding that is it necessary for our psychic being in terms of psychic being i'm saying that to you also said there is a perfect relationship which you saw for some uh, some people like sir or binda or something is there a and when you say something perfect as a human being our tendency will be to go for that that, that is uh, actually at least my understanding that if somebody tells me that there is a perfect relationship i will go and search for that so my my, my question is that is there something like we should uh, the, the the relationship part on a for a psychic being which is needed and how they are connected the relationship and the second thing yeah this is a very very beautiful practical question so let me put it like that one way is to say that since the ideal doesn't exist don't place it before man now that i feel is a, a bit of a problem because then means that we accept a status quo that life will be imperfect so ideals should be there there is an ideal towards which we strive but at the same time we must know that ideal cannot be fulfilled by a Uh, romanticization about it by wishful thinking by imagination and fantasizing about it yet in the provident scheme of things they are allowed you see why romanticization holds still uh, you know uh, a great appeal to the human being uh, because it 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 is like you know telling us about a possibility the mistake is that to believe that just by romanticizing we can create certainly not uh, it's it hurts to realize that by um, wishful thinking by imagination by you know singing songs together exchanging very beautiful uh, you know uh, messages we can't build a relationship on those grounds but romanticization is uh, the first impulse within an animal humanity to dream of something which is beautiful and the dream should be kept alive but along with the dream there should be the path which is shown now there are two ways people can proceed towards it one is that they find first the spirit and then they think about whatever else this is one valid path like in shankaracharya's life the story is like that that you know he went uh, you know shivoham shivoham and then uh, when he discovered what is that feminine and the love he speaks about you know bhavani ashtakam uh, nirvana ka ashtakam changes into bhavani ashtakam how does it happen when in his debate with mandan mishra then uh, his wife says you know so much about brahman but do you know what it means a man woman relationship now one may wonder what is about man woman relationship because everything in this creation has some truth somewhere in the absolute so there is a truth and he says yes i don't know but give me time so as the story goes that he actually i mean i believe it's true i don't believe it just a fable so he went in because it's possible so he went into a state of deep uh, meditation trance and people were guarding his body when he 
came out and saw a king who was dying and he entered the body of the king for one month had a conjugal relationship with his wife understood what it means there is something you gain something you learn and then he comes back and speaks about it so one way is that you discover first that and then come back if you can there are many who won't come back on the other hand the other way is that come together and like everything else in life um we carry the world together so one of them is relationships and we go together we tune we you know find a deeper basis the problem with the latter is only that that means one will go through pain and suffering so the, the those who choose the path that we first find the divine then we speak about relationship they are they avoid that pain because human relationships are a deep source of pain whereas the other kind who choose it's like i leave the world first find god then i come back to the world the problem in this is this is very good because you you um you don't go through that various challenges uh, and you go into search of god but the problem is when we come back to the world we don't know how well we'll be equipped to deal with it it's two types of temperament and both are valid each one has to feel for oneself the other is where you go with the world including relationships now this is a much more challenging and much more complex and difficult path without a doubt about it Uh, but at the same time it's much more um, fulfilling at the end of it because you have gone through all the stages and steps to each his own both are valid uh, shobindo in one of his letters clarifies it to dilip maroy that some like to first find the divine and then get into it um, others go together and carry that it's it's a low, more difficult journey but to each his own but having said that this aspect of romanticization it's not just romanticization there is a truth in it that's precisely what uh, both shirbinder and the mother say that there is a truth in the uh, relationship of the feminine and the masculine now this truth if it is a truth it cannot be completely wiped out of existence a pure vedantic approach wipes it out and then it creates the problem of inequality paradoxically because there is only one that one is the purusha ultimate so you know the moment a typical vedantic follower or the person who moves along those lines meets a woman his tendency is that because a woman is operating she is a feminine she operates in a very different way so the tendency is she is an obstacle she is a snare because you want to escape from all prakriti and enter into that state of uh, you know uh, absolute so one regards her as a snare but the she is not a snare she is actually making a more perfect that's what is there in the story of shiva and um, parvati as uh, you were mentioning so the story goes that one of the rishis uh, when shiva gets married he feels that he has had a downfall and uh, shiva understands so he and parvati one day come together to give a um, you know sermon and um, this rishi boasts to shiva but not to parvati so shiva points out that you know Uh, she is the shakti why don't you uh, also do pranam he says no no it's not necessary shiva is full in his own right and then mother parvati at some point says oh i see you don't want prakriti so i withdraw myself from you and he collapses so it's not only about man and woman it's about the feminine and the masculine element which are there as part of creation they are interwoven in the very fabric of life and even if there was not a single story from any of the mythology and no romanticization yet this truth will remain because it's supported by a deep truth and that's why we see in the western world where is this all this mythology but has not uh, people like you know shelley keats and many others uh, 
they've uh, you know romanticized uh, a kind of ideal state where a man and a woman are together now because it's an eternal truth it will remain as an aspiration within man so it's better that we confront it understand it and move towards it otherwise we'll always be on unsure grounds when it comes to this area like those uh, as i said a, a group of uh, seekers who regard a woman as snare and uh, therefore they they become very ekras and sometimes neeras more often neeras than ekras whereas um, love brings ananda love brings joy love is not something to be shunned it is to be purified it is to be refined it is to be liberated from its lower forms it is to be divinized so this is how you know i uh, i look at it but yes if somebody wants to move uh, without any of these concepts towards a blank uh, someone out there is perfectly fine valid <laughs> yeah both are valid yeah yes something uh, i think alokda will take one last question yes. um, with the changing time men and women are more evolved and capable of doing many things yes. and they bring a child upon earth who needs complete attention care of both the parents mm. or at least of the mother at early years what will you suggest to them so uh, it's a first of all to understand that bringing a child into existence is one of the highest ever uh, you know um experiences that a human being can have and i must tell you um being a man i i lament this that you know uh, i understand that there are many difficulties in a woman's life but childbirth is an experience that man cannot have and it is something amazing i mean uh, from all the accounts that i have heard uh, having said that uh, what we have to understand is that just like a relationship has to be conscious process childbirth and child bringing has to be also a conscious process so whatever activity we undertake so on childbirth there is so much it should not be just an unconscious process that two people come together they love each other and you know then they have a baby in the womb it should not be like that it should be a conscious conception and uh, it's a huge subject so i'm just touching on the key things first of all it should be conscious conception now when we have a child the conception is oh what my child would be Uh, so we transmit the shadow and the ambitions and desires into the child uh, we should leave the child free to explore and help the child to grow on his own journey and yet there is a work which we have to do so child is like a seed which is coming up the seed doesn't know that you know uh, animals can eat it or you know it has to be fenced when it is very small till it has taken root till it has grown up all the kind all the strong winds can you know drive it away the soil which is very hard will not keep the seed proper so the child is essentially a spiritual being who has come to us so the task is a lot to make sure that Uh, that seed the divine seed which is on its journey in a human body develops so we have to provide an atmosphere of love of peace which is far more important than anything else rather than giving gyan then of course one has to see child is uh, you know growing towards consciousness so as i said to make sure that animals don't eat away Uh, the child so there are certain fences which have to be slowly removed it should not be done as a you know there certainly the punishment has no role at all but through education through learning through appealing to the best in a child so when children have certain tendencies to appeal to their own best 
what do you feel about it and most children if they are allowed to consult their heart they understand they feel it correctly if we don't corrupt that and the worst is to transmit our own ambitions and desires into the child certainly not child must discover one's own self and at the end to set the child always free not carry this burden oh the child when he grows up he has to look after the parents why the, we don't bring a child as a budhape ki lathi and thankfully today we don't need so after a certain point the child must be free to explore the world of course if we have brought up a child well there has been love involved and obviously you know uh, there will be a love and togetherness but we should not start becoming dependent on the child and burden him because he has to move into the future children are always moving into the future so this idea that we must bind them to the past is not a very very good idea essence of the past yes spirit of the past yes but not necessarily the forms so what is important is let's say in a religious setup let's not that do this vrat do this puja do this upas but yes that there is a divine um, source of all things and let the child discover in one's own way so that's how in in a very 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 brief thing because it's a very vast subject so yes it's a beautiful thing and uh, uh, but nowadays something very beautiful which i am noticing is the tendency of certain couple not to have a child which is very interesting <laughs> so uh, that is also very beautiful because they want to be together on the trail of a higher uh, creation uh, they are conscious couples and they want towards that now there are others who don't have a child because they want to have fun so i'm not speaking of that but uh, it's not mandatory anymore to have a child previously if you didn't have a child it was like everybody is asking you bachcha kyun nahi hua bachcha kyun nahi hua as if the only goal of life is to have children thankfully that has gone but if one has a child it should be brought up with utmost care and love that one can give both both of them have to do but mothers have a far greater role because uh, the child is so intimately connected with the mother that the mother's consciousness affects the child very fast right from the womb so from the womb the state of the mother affects the child but who has to ensure that the mother's state is beautiful the man has to do it if he is not able to give love if he is not able to you know give time and energy then what will be the state of the lady i'm talking of an average state she'll be in a state of depression unhappiness anxiety that will affect the child so while the man is not directly involved in the child rearing his involvement is there to make sure that the lady she is uh, feels so much loved cared and protected that she says okay fine wonderful and then she can transmit it to the child so both come together in this way yeah uh, that's all for today uh, thank you very much alokta for such a beautiful and insightful discussion and talk uh, thanks for your time thanks a lot thank you we'll end with your thank you. win thank you. end with a minute of silence 